Welcome to Spotlight Conversations with voice talent and DJ Donna Reed. Donna talks music and media from her sunny linoleum-free studio. Come on in. I love Joe Szymanski's voice. Welcome again to another episode of Spotlight Conversations. Thank you for subscribing. I'm amazed. (laughs) Besides my immediate family and my very close friends, how many people are actually listening to the podcast. So thank you very much. Speaking of friends and part of my rock and roll family, today's guest, um, we're going to talk about transitions today, going from radio as a DJ to this guest, that's coming in next, becoming a video guy, a spokesman. He has made this transition to his company, Blade Brilliant Video Design, and very successful. I see him on TV all the time doing these really unique videos. Um, He's also the author of the book, There's Nothing Louder Than Dead Air, available on Amazon. Yeah, he's a DJ too. Well, was a DJ in his previous life. And uh, Blade, welcome to the show today. I call you Blade, right? Blade or Bob Robinson or Bob the Blade? Which which one? Uh, uh, a man of a million names. And so the idea is to pick one. Let's go with Blade and just try to stick to it. Okay. Well, we'll go into how that name came up. But um, I know you from working years ago at WRDU 106 in Raleigh, North Carolina, and you were just the guy for local rock music. How did you make the transition from radio to video? And the funniest joke about being a radio guy or girl is we all say the same thing that are not in it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's that, well, you know, radio, there are no transferable skills. So when that ends, you got to start your whole life over and do something completely different. But I found out that the main transferable skills in going from audio to video is that you can talk. Right. <laughs> you I learn guess. how to present and, and speak and do your, you know, all your phonetics proper like if you will. And, and so you learn how to speak. And, and the other good thing about going from audio to video is that you, you're used to an audience in, in one way or another. So, so that's good. And you're not nervous and you, and you know, the business and industry and and show business. But the main thing was that it was a, a hobby doing video stuff, just a hobby, maybe a couple of years before the whole radio deal ended, which was 2012. Right. So if you look at it now, I'm making money and gotten to a point where I can pick and choose my business from a hobby. And that's pretty darn lucky. Did you have to take acting lessons, even though it's a, you know, it's still show business, radio to video? Correct. That's a great question because everybody said nobody needs you. First of all, you don't have to anymore because they like this every man type style on television now, right. you know, they just like regular people. Now there's no real acting skill anymore. It seems to me, I mean, everybody's just some regular guy or girl or family or whatever, mm-hmm. but all the people, you know, when I was acting doing, I did that, ran it for a while. And, and they always say within the industry is that in acting school, they always teach you to overact and no one wants over actors or acting school people. They just look for people with a, a natural talent. It was Robert De Niro who, who always said, now you're, here's, I'll give you the biggest tip in life for acting. Don't overact. So you never did the theater route or you never did a lot of that kind of acting or other film, or did you go just straight to uh, explainers and video commercials and stuff like that? Uh, I went straight into acting after the radio thing because I, I just went to somebody, I mean, right into it. I went to um, 
a group in Raleigh, and they were agents. They were acting agents, okay. basically, and they mm-hmm. supplied, you know, extra people and actors for commercials and movies and in the showbiz industry. And I walked in one day, and they said, "Here's a script. You know, memorize it, and we'll film you in 30 minutes." And so I did. I'm. It's probably the one time in life I actually memorized something well because you know some people can memorize so well, and they've yeah. got systems and methods to memorize it, and I just can't. I'm terrible at it. But I memorized it, and they shot a, a, a take of me, the first take, and said, okay, we can use you. And right away, that was really lucky, really fortunate. And then every week or two or three or four, I'd get a say, hey, listen, here's an audition, and we think you'd be good for this role, and they send you off in these auditions. And I had some really nice parts, a couple of, not movie things, but those docudramas, if you know what I mean, yes, the way they recreate events. Yeah. So a couple of those, after a while, Donna Reed, I live in Phoenix, right? The running around in this monstrous town with six million people to all the auditions, it takes you 45 minutes to an hour to get to. And and it doesn't matter how good you are on that day because you may or may not be what they're looking for. It's a look. Yes. Yep. It it is a look and delivery. Exactly. When did you go, okay, I've done enough of these auditions Well, you're always auditioning? that you started your own business. What do you do in addition to being on camera? Do you create videos as well? Um, well, the, the driving around got to be a real hassle and, and not worth it because you, you, you'd land one nice deal and it's 350 bucks and it doesn't make up for the gas money you spent <laughs> for the month before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, it's not, and it's fun, but it's not that rewarding to mm-hmm. me. It's just not that rewarding. Okay, so... I met a nice girl and started a family at 55, 55, right? Okay. I've yeah, known you so I, long. I this is just, I'm just getting a visual of uh, two, three, how many babies? Two and five and three years old. Piece of cake. You put them in your pocket. You take them around. You just teach them things. Come on, Pop. Oh, piece of cake. Is it? <laughs> Okay, nobody told me about these terrible twos. Nobody told me that. Oh, okay? you, you could have talked I, to me. I would have told you all about that. Go ahead. I know if everything was so it was so rosy when people tell you about it. It's great and kids are great because they're past it. And I think God gives us this gift where we forget the pain that we go through over the years. <laughs> so you forget, <laughs> you, you know, how miserable. I mean, shoot myself in the head. Who does this and why? Why do people do this when they're two and three? You know, and then you get past it and you forget that and then it becomes beautiful, right? It at, does. At, I'm going to say, I'm going to say five at the age of four or five, right? Yes. And then some people like okay. 40, 50 years later, they still exhibit that behavior. They kind of go back to it. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got friends like that. See? Uh, but, you know, I had to make a buck. And, yeah. and so and that's my motto in life. I just got to make a buck. What's your blade? What's your career ambition? Make a buck. You know, I don't have any ambition. Ambition is just to make a buck. But, um, and I, I swear, I was walking up the stairs one day, and I was getting ready to leave for my custodian job at a theater mm-hmm. in town. And that's what I was doing. Anything for a buck, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't care. Some of the most rewarding work I ever did, to be honest, we did that stuff because I felt so happy and fulfilled when I got off of a custodial job, yeah. worked hard, and it was it was so rewarding. Isn't that weird? Everything changes. It does. Oof, that's one thing everybody told me that that was true. Boy, does your priority change immediately. And I was walking up the stairs and I said, you know what? I, I could do video because it just hit me because all this video thing was hitting maybe 
four years ago, three years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs a video for their website because people are doing their videos on, or uh, their websites online and their businesses online and all that. And and what luck to be a middle-aged man because who wouldn't want a middle-aged man to pitch their product? And, 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 and as I could just be a spokesman and I found a couple of freelance sites, right? And mm-hmm. I put together like a minute video and they're free, these, these freelance sites. And you just put a video up there and wait till someone gets in touch with you. Right. If they see your profile and they like you and that thing just took off so much and so quickly. And I'm, I'm attributing that whole thing to my radio transferable skills as I can speak Mm-hmm. A, be used to a crowd, and and three, being a middle aged man is just a boon, just such luck. It's the and it's turned out to be that all the, uh, it's a global economy. First of all, all the right. world likes an American guy because they're all selling their products, and they love a middle aged man that you can trust and is credible. And like you said, is just a regular guy not pitching you. And right. hawking you and selling you and hyping you right. to sell their products to Americans. And and now it doesn't matter if they sell it to Americans or the world because every website is translated anyway. So you don't have to worry about that. Because of the automated trans yeah, the automated translation sites and all that kind of stuff. I got in two years ago really good at editing and editing adding effects and oh. cutting and jump cuts and all this kind of stuff. And it's easy to learn that stuff when it's your face that you're working on. Because you're creating it. That's right. And it and it's great. That's right. Wanted to talk about Blade and how you got that name. And you mentioned how you're so good at editing. That's how you got the name in radio, if I'm not mistaken. When I worked with you, you in are radio. mistaken. Right? No. Weren't you really good at editing? Can you believe that? I think no, that. that was No, that was afterwards. But that's what everyone thinks and there's other things that people think too but if if you want to know it's fascinating because it, we did you know phil zachary was our general manager at the time when yes you and i worked together okay so he um tried to make it a fun atmosphere so and, and we did a bunch of different stuff offset you know right. we went out and did things and but so we went ice skating one day and that should probably send you right to where it was but we all went ice skating I, and i'm telling you i spent 30 minutes on my rear end, the uh, of the blade as an ice skating blade. I did not know right? that. And that's where that all started with. And then the editing stuff, I think that came later. But um, gosh, you know, Don Reed, you're a, you're a, um, you do voiceovers and that kind of thing. I just can't stand doing that stuff. No one knows how much hard work it takes because it's such mm-hmm. a subjective business. You and I talking, I love your voice. I love hearing it. But everybody has a, a voice in their head that they want for a particular client, for a t- particular mm-hmm. product. So it's such a subjective business. That's why I say acting. I'm amazed. I'm Kudos to you because that's such a hard thing. You're involving your voice and your image, which is still subjective, right? I oh, mean, you, subjective is the word. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely the word. Whether they like you or not, and everybody is different. Yeah. And you can put your best product out there your best voiceover, your best video shot, or your best edit, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't. They, they may or may not like it. it. That's absolutely true in that first five or ten seconds. But I enjoy it because it's it's like a version of radio, but you have to be a bit of a people pleaser, too, because you have to give them what they want. However, mm. there are a lot of times of one voiceover gigs where I don't think the client knew what they wanted, 
So I would kind of give my own spin on it to where the mm-hmm. client would go, oh, yeah, that's it. And I'm sure that's happened to you, too, being in front of the camera. It has. And, and it's also happened in reverse, where <laughs> they want exactly my kind of guy. And they say, that's not what we want. So it goes both ways. See, it's but, advertising, uh, marketing. See, yeah, see. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And you want a, gosh, a professional speaker is what you want. And I guess you want an adult for the most part, which you've always had that. And so, and here's what I love about you. And I I did a billion different things when my radio career ended and you've done one, (laughs) which is just great. And I cannot (laughs) stress how, how important it is to stick to one thing and just stick to it through the good and through the bad. It is. And if you're like me, you, if the fact that you can do it at home, whoo, boy, that's good. We're talking to Bob the Blade, also known as Bob Robinson. He's also the owner of Blade Brilliant Video Design. And what's the website address for that, Blade? Bladebrilliant.com, bladebrilliant.com. Brilliant as in, the brilliant part means I'm not brilliant because I'm not. I'm just some regular schmo. But it's that my editing makes brilliant video. <laughs> that's the idea. <laughs> I make it brilliant and top quality stuff. That's what's good about it. Um, so that's why I call it that. But, I, you know, people ask what I do, and I, I guess I never know what to say because, you know, there's so many things in this world that are combined now. You can do so many things, yeah. especially from home. And I guess I'm a brand spokesman. I guess that's the easiest way to put it. Yeah. But along with that comes this this video editing and the and these and the, and the acting that comes along with it. I do these scenes for people for their movies, for their movie shoots, just specific scenes from right. home oh, and and all with the use of a of a green screen for the most part. And that I've gotten really good at because you can green screens are fabulous because you can be anywhere in the world when you've got a green screen if you do it right because it's really hard to do. Like when you're producing video stuff when you're a spokesman I, you lose so much perspective. I know you do too. And anyone that does what we do because you're so close to the project mm-hmm. and you don't know if it's good or not, you know? And then, so what I do is I go down to the pool, you know, I get a palm all smoke, fired up, relax a little bit, drink a Mountain Dew. Cause I swear to you, I've had a Mountain Dew every day of my life since I was 10 years old. I swear to you, I have. That explains your success, Blaine. That explains (laughs) all of it. It's got to be good. And then you come back into your project that you've been working on, and once you're away from it, you get a whole new perspective on it. And then you look at it, and I look at it my first view, oh, that looks horrible. Or, oh, good. You know, and then the minute you step away from it and get back to it is when you can see how everyone else is going to see it. But I always say this, and you may do this too, you may not, but the more I know about your product, the better off we'll all be. I'm glad you said that because that's exactly right. I can talk to you like I'm talking to anybody, but still be professional about how I'm promoting the product or talking about it. Dynamic, if I have to be, but not in your face and and putting the classic sales pitch on you. I had that in my head. Let's make sure to do that, I would tell myself for sure. And sure enough, people mention that and they like that. So how do you do all this type of work with two little kids? How, <laughs> how do you plan that? Okay, okay. It's one word and and it's this. And I'm going to back off the phone. Hey! And it's when the knock on the door comes in my studio upstairs and it's three. Oh, Daddy, I pooped. You have to wipe me. You know, in the middle of a five-minute you know, episode that I'm recording. So I have to stop and, okay, the the screeching and the yelling and the fights 
from downstairs, the interruptions is the worst in the world. Because you got a perfect read, you got to start it all over again. See, I thought you were going to say something like frozen dinners. Donna, I just use a lot of frozen dinners. I didn't know it was going to be. Well, and, and I do. <laughs> I'm sure. The reason why you thought that is because you know. Because yes, it's I true. Do. Uh, well, you, you have to. Uh, you, whew, it's every, if you recall, it's every second of every day, which I didn't know either. You know, it's gimme, gimme, gimme. I, my father used to call us beggars, little beggars. <laughs> You know, and, and, and it all has, now I see why. <laughs> you know, there's advantages of working from home and not. And one of the advantages of working from home is is, is that. Yes. That you don't have any real interruptions. And it's the interruptions at home. But so what, man? If if I I am not going to my deathbed and saying, well, I sure did work hard. You know, yeah. I am not going to do that and, and leave everybody that I love and is in my life behind. I'm right. not doing that. It's so I, I'm with these kids every second of every day it's beautiful and if you do it right for what i'm doing as a freelancer you can eventually and this is where the, i am today is you can pick and choose oh it was warren buffett that said that write down your your 20 biggest priorities in life what are your 20 biggest goals read through them and cross off the last 17 yeah <laughs> right <laughs> And focus on the three, the ones that inspire you, the ones that you can do, and the ones that will help you and not waste your time. And and be able ultimately to say no. Got to the point where I pick and choose the inspiring clients, the ones that love me, and the ones that continually come back for business. Right. To the point where I'm at four clients. I've got four clients. It's beautiful. I just took two weeks off and did nothing and didn't sweat one bit about money about putting food in my kids' mouths. And now I've decided just to get back. So I guess I better drum up some money, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and I go back to work for the week, you know, and do fun stuff because it's, because it's artwork, right? And how do you get sick of artwork if it's different every day? It's always different. Um, uh, We talked about radio and that launched you into the video business, Um, but you're back in radio sort of with internet radio station, Radio Free Raleigh. Was that your idea, or how did that come about? No, that was Mark Arson started that. Okay. He was in at a radio station I was on after you um, retired to raise a family. Mm-hmm. So th- that's his. That came from his love of the Raleigh radio scene and rock and roll in general. Mm-hmm. And the way he did it was to get people that were known to do segments. You know, and he gave it a credibility, I think. So that was just to help out Arson, Mark Arson. So uh, I just play a couple of songs. That was always the fun part for me. Play a couple of songs, say hi, what's up, and then send some segments down every now and then on Friday night because I had this big weekend kickoff thing that everybody really liked. And I'd have a bunch of people screaming and yelling and, you know, and talking. It was a recorded <laughs> bit that I do at 5 o'clock. Right. Every... And then the talk radio is still interesting to me because that's pretty much real. Can you tell me, do you have a favorite one? Do you have a one, do you have a go-to? I have a couple of them, but this is a story about you, so I'm not going to really... Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, well. And so, <laughs> I was just, I've got my own media, Windows Media playlist here with all the beautiful, the greatest songs, my favorite, you know, 250 songs that I have it on shuffle, and I play in my house constantly. And that's, the reason for that is twofold. One, no commercials. Okay. And two, it's all the songs I love. Actually, it's threefold. And three, because, damn it, my kids are going to know the greatest music of all time came from the 70s. They are going to know it. 
they are going to know the Grateful Dead, Daddy. They are going to know who Jimi Hendrix is, the king of rock and roll. They are going to know who the Doobie Brothers are. They're going to know who, I'm sorry, Saturday Night Fever. They're going to know 38 Special. They're going to know all of that stuff. That is my goal. Okay, I want to have beautiful little kids that contribute to the world and change it and make it a better place to live. But they're go- <laughs> I'm passing on the legacy of the 70s music. Words of wisdom from Bob the Blade. Bladebrilliant.com. I'll, I'll do website videos for you because everyone needs a spokesman. Everyone, Hey, with the COVID thing down to read, everyone's going online. Businesses are turning online like you wouldn't believe. And they all need videos to sell their products. You've been listening to Spotlight Conversations with Donna Reed. Subscribe on Apple and Spotify podcasts or your favorite platform. Thanks for tuning in.